a good running episode of The Wheel Nerds start like this. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 85. I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. We're going to be talking about motorcycles. Hello again, Todd. How are you? I'm back. Why are you holding a cup over your face? No one cared who I was until I put on the cup. That cup looks like it's dirty. <clears throat> oh, God, it smells like spoiled milk. <laughs> Your little plan has backfired. This is horrible. <laughs> oh. God, that was bad. Mm. Hi. <laughs> I would have used a clean cup, but that's me. <laughs> it was more to burp that did it. <laughs> okay. Hey, look at that. We got a couple shows in a row. Oh, my God. My mind... Blown. Take that, the pace. Hmm. Who else says that? Take that, the pace. That sounded really familiar. Yeah, like like someone we know. Um, well, thanks anyway, listener. We we appreciate it. We're sorry we didn't get your name, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so you just got back. Where were you? I was in Durango. You were supposed to be in Durango, but you got sick. Uh, I am. Sucks I'm, for you. I'm sick. Well, uh, yeah, I went down to uh, Durango. I didn't get to. Uh, Take my bike this year again. Right, you familyed it, right? I familyed it. So we loaded up the kid and the wife in the car and we rolled down. You know, the upside of that is I found a couple really great rest stops along the way. You know, really, where you could, like, get the kid out on the grass and stuff. Like, if we're on our way down and we're going through Green River, we need to grab our lunches and go over to Green River State Park. It is super nice. Okay. You know, like, you can sit and eat by the river. Pretty hot, right? Oh, yeah. It was warm. <laughs> Mighty warm. The other thing we could do at Green River State Park is, you know, pay the five bucks to get in and then, you know, mm-hmm. just go running off the end of the dock. Did you do that? I was giving it some pretty serious thought. <laughs> there was a bunch of teenagers who looked like youth at risk having canoeing instructions from somebody who didn't really know how to canoe very well. Possibly go wrong. I was half tempted to like run up to them and be like, "Look, stupid! This is how you operate a canoe." <laughs> Here's a card for my new podcast, Canoe Nerds. <laughs> go figure. A boat guy comes to the desert, and nobody has any freaking idea how boats work in the desert. Well, oh my God, it's floating! Like Jesus Christ! <laughs> bunch of paddle dippers and that's it for canoe nerds so what'd you get to uh you know once you got to durango is this bike rally for uh, the beginner bikers.org yep. and um, the funny part was is we it was, we we looked like the high viz club <laughs> <laughs> there were two of us not wearing high viz you that was and... it. no no actually it was charlie and bob charlie, and bob? High viz. Oh, charlie okay. had his specially made very custom german stuff that is actually fitted for charlie so you weren't wearing the, the stitch uh, no, no, I was wearing uh, my my uh, stealth mesh suit. Yeah, okay. the, the stealth, which is, is falling it, apart. Is it still in a piece? One piece? Mm, relatively speaking. Yeah. The zipper poles are gone and been replaced with zip ties. I'm going to my third zip tie for the main zipper. Nice. There's some stitching that's looking a little sketchball. Uh, Did John get that uh, suit from Tease yet? Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it. He's been busy moving, so we'll have yeah, to uh, poke, pick his brain. Yeah, because yeah, I'm very much thinking, you know, given the quality service I got at Arrow Stitch, I'm <coughs> thinking I'm going to go to Gazi for my future <laughs> Interestingly, one of our listeners wrote in about that. We'll talk about that later. Okay. However, first, one of our listeners sent us an example of doing it wrong. It turns out the right way to take your family somewhere is not, in fact, the way I did it. With, you know, a baby seat hooked into the car and all that, you know, safety mumbo-jumbo. 
Right, we've got a cruiser here. Dad's not in a helmet. Dad's not in a helmet. He is wearing a big leather jacket. Mm-hmm. And the kids are in the saddlebags. Mm-hmm. One on each side. You know, because you have to balance it out. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's important to balance your luggage crew. Wow. Yeah. Now, I assume he's just rolling around his driveway, but I guess the problem I can see with this is... What happens when he falls? A few possibilities occur. This could be photoshopped. I don't think it is. I'm not sure it is either. There's a few details that would make it complex to Photoshop. I think he actually did it. My neighbor, he's Mm -hmm. got a, I guess, a new Sportster Mm -hmm. that's loud as crap. Mm -hmm. I hear him coming from a mile away. Wait, this isn't the big, this isn't the the meathead neighbor who drives the black sports car, is it? Because he went by when I came. Uh, He's the one right here, Mm -hmm. right on this side of me. And uh, he was out there the other day with his three-year-old son wearing his helmet, seated on the gas tank in front. Oh, yeah. took him tooling around the block. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, on the one hand, I'm not one of those parents who's like, you know, don't ever do anything with your kids that might conceivably be unsafe. I mean, I ski. Okay. Yeah, but that's... That... Stepping... That seems to me like out. it's over a line. A little that's, far out, yeah. That's just bad judgment to me. Yeah, that's just way too much like, oh, everything will be fine. What could go wrong? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's one of those things where even a little mishap, I'm mean, really going a few miles an hour. Yeah, it's a little kid. If that yeah, bike I mean, falls on one of his legs. That's an adult that's, that's helmet it. he's wearing. And it's not going to do anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like the, the story from a few months back when that one dude wiped his bike and killed yeah. his kid. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't take much. It's a little kid, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've been loath to say anything and do it. Biting your tongue. Yeah. Mm. I keep the, the bursus in the garage with the door shut. <laughs> you ride bikes? Nope. <laughs> nope, they're too dangerous. <laughs> They'll kill you. Those things are, oh boy, I'll tell you what. Now, I, I gotta ask, this neighbor guy, do you have cruiser face? Mm-mm. Oh, he's, okay. he's pretty soft, mild manner, mm-hmm. BYU graduate, middle-aged. Mm-hmm. Went out and bought a Harley. Mm-hmm. Possibly a um, neck, throat, and ear specialist. Uh-huh. Maybe a podiatrist. Could be, yeah. 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 Sure, he's not a dermatologist. It's a sportster. Uh, he could be. What is it, a 12 or an 83? I didn't really look close. Mm, okay. That would, that, would, that would narrow it down. It's an ugly color of purple, mm, and it's mm. loud as mm-hmm. fuck. Yep. I'm just I'm thinking of writing an angry letter to my HOA. Wow. <laughs> All bikes should sound like mine. My bike goes. Some people think it's a child's bike. <laughs> Women won't get on the back of it. Pow, pow, power wheels. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's not the only one who's doing it wrong. Oh, really? But speaking of cruiser face, cruiser face. We've been having some people send us cruiser face. Ooh, we've been sent cruiser face. Ooh, and oh, it's from my favorite source of cruiser face. Good old Cycle Gear. Cycle Gear. Oh, yes. We've got uh, two examples of Cruiser Face here. Yeah, we've got your uh, your middle-aged adventure guy, Cruiser Face, our old favorite. Yep, he's in the adventure gear. He's clean-cut. He's a silver fox. Yes. Just like me. Uh-huh. It's not, not working. Shut up. Maybe when I get some gray hair in my sideburns, I'll be able to pull it off. Shut up. I, I don't see it happening Shut up. for you. You kind of look more like a... like. You know who you look like? I'm you look like the raggedy middle-aged samurai. Going to punch you so hard. You mean like Toshiro Mifune? Can I pull off? No, 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 no. The raggedy middle-aged one. He did not that. The, not the young wild one. Not the not the old wise one, and not the really super awesome one. He did the raggedy. The middle-aged. kind of other one, the drunken one. He he did kind of the did. fat drunken one. Oh, the fat. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> the other cruiser face guy we have here on Psycho. Gear. Wow. 
Yeah. He's also a, a Silver Fox fellow. I, I would call him more of a Silver Bull. Maybe a Silver Bear. Yes, he's got a, he's got a beard, which nonetheless is well Manly. FYI. Manly beard. Yep. Uh, he's got impressive-looking tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, Sleeve tattoos, and he's wearing our favorite cycle gear items armored by far. Hoodie. The armored, the armored hoodie, hoodie and armored cargo pants. Mm-hmm. Armored and, cargo uh, pants. I think I could. I think I could pull those off. Camouflage. I think I could totally pull off camouflage armored cargo pants. <laughs> well, you are a giant douchebag. Twenty-five years younger than the, this model. That is true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You could pull it off. You know, I wear Carhartts. Yeah. So I'm not too, the, the pockets don't bug me too much. The mm-hmm. armored hoodie, that's that's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's still cotton. Yeah, I and, mean in fairness, so is my fall staff, but yeah, but that's it's like, slightly better cotton. It's hoodie cotton. Yeah, uh, I'm just I'm not seeing. No, I'm still not buying it. Yeah. An interesting thing I do see in cycle gear, which fascinates me. That girl. Well, yeah, that girl. But look at the face she's making. Now that's. That- it's sort of like female cruiser face. Yeah. Except there's way too much eye makeup. Well, that's part of cruiser face. It's sort it's of way like- too much eye makeup. I mean, let's be honest. When's the last time you saw a woman get on her bike without putting on a whole shitload of eye makeup? Um, well... I mean, think of Overland Expo. Every single woman there, whenever they got on their bikes, it was like makeup, makeup, makeup for a good hour and then get on the bike. Well, that's true. Remember, Lois talk, talked about uh, have, making sure her nails were done and yeah, her yeah. legs were shaved. I mean, obviously. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, it's nice being a guy. I just, I put on a little bit of eyeliner and just go. This got uncomfortable. <laughs> Hi, Chuck. <laughs> so, I, no, that actually doesn't threaten me so much because now I'm just picturing you rocking out to the cure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretending to be all sad, drawing pencil, I'm depressed. Pencil lead marks on your arm to make them look like scars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody understands me. Nope. Screw you, mom and dad. Everything's really bad. I'm really depressed. You know what would cheer me up? A Harley. <laughs> yeah. I can't get alone. <laughs> on to the classifieds. Our friend, the pimply faced youth, is back in action. Let me take over payments on your Harley. Hi, I'm Jeremy, and I'm I'm gonna take over your payment on your Harley. I got eight hundred and fifty dollars. I could put down uh, three hundred a month for a payment. How we could do it is we could write totally write a contract that we could totally agree to, and then my friend Bobby will notarize it because he's cool like that, and I will get totally get insurance. So we're covered in stuff, and then every month I will just pay you. So we know everything is cool, right? Because my credit is totally good, which is why I have to advertise in the classifieds for a loan. <laughs> this is obviously a person you want to loan money to. In my experience, the people who are looking to take over someone else's payments are always people who you would want to loan money Trustworthy to. people. Trustworthy folk. <laughs> all of them. One and all. I, this is in no way a trap. Uh, so he, he'll give you $850 down mm-hmm. for, and 300 a month on a Harley. Yeah! <laughs> it's not a trap! Now, I'm going to say he doesn't want a Sportster. Mmm... Maybe. I like how he just has this random picture of a Harley He's got stuck a picture, there. Yeah, a picture Sideways. Of yeah. Picture of a Harley. And what's weird is he put the price as three fifty. Yeah, this has a kind of a this has a slightly spammy sort of cell phone. 
You notice how he's filled in the same number in all of the number yeah, spaces? Yeah. This stress just strikes me as Mom won't let me get a motorcycle, so I gotta keep it on the down low. Come on! And I'm not very good with math. I gotta park at a Billy's house, which is why my credit record is so bad. <laughs> The nice person in the front of the college said, said I could get a card, <laughs> and I totally go to school sometimes. Wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I think we could help Jeremy. I think so. I think we have the bike for we Jeremy. We have the bike for him. Coming to us from Nashville, Harley needs some work. And it appears to be a pile of rust, only vaguely bike-shaped in he, character. He's not sure about the year, and it looks like the... Motor is growing. Mm-hmm. Mold. Yes, the motor appears to be growing mold. Yeah, um, this could be a joke. <laughs> you know, it has that sort of feel. I don't know. It's Nashville. Mm. It's Nashville. Mm. It's Tennessee. Okay, I see what you're getting at. This is the South. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone could be serious. It could it's, happen. In someone's mind, five hundred dollars is a good place to start. Yeah, there's a, there's a big pile of rust in my yard, which is vaguely Harley in shape. There might be some. Uh, uh, there, there's a you could. Hmm. Uh, perhaps if you uh, no um, frame. Uh, it's it's kind of noticeably rounded in places it shouldn't be rounded. Uh, also made of rust. Yeah, you know, under the seat there, there could very well be some. Uh, it looks like there's some vague leftovers may, it of could leather. Be. Oh, I bet, I bet the top. I no, that's no good. Um, is that the saddle cover? That was? I I think that's actually just a growth of some sort all it, over it. Is that a human hand? Uh could be. Yes. <laughs> oh, God, hard to say. But you know, with uh, eight hundred fifty dollars down, that leaves him three hundred fifty dollars to work on the bike. Yeah, you know, he's only going to pay him 300 a month for it. Yeah, so he's... he's All he should do is replace the, um, the everything. bike. Yeah, the it, bike it just, part. It just needs a little love. The bike bit there. If you replace the bike, it'll be great. Yeah, no problem. A little love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then someone sent us an old one euro, which looks like it's already sold. Oh, I, I don't know how do you feel about a 2001 euro. Hmm. That's why I want. That's why I included this. Ad. I want to know what your take on a 2001. 2001 is before the big upgrades, like Herzog gears and the Brembo front round wheels. Uh, well, well before round wheels, the 2007s, <laughs> which is you know where the big upgrades happened. Those are also before round wheels. Trust me on that one. Okay. The 2001, if you got a really smoking deal on it, could be okay. If it was really well kept up and running great. Could be good. Mm. I'd be automatically suspicious of one that old. Okay. No, my friend Bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's selling his bills. <gasps> I can't imagine why. Money. Oh, bills. They run fine. And one of them is an STT, which is sort of vaguely Ulysses-like. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. He's only asking like five for it. Hundred dollars. <laughs> Oh, five dollars. Okay, yeah, do that. that that's cool. Five hundred's a little steep. I mean, it is a bugle. Oh, wait, wait. Does it does it have luggage with it or come with a helmet? I'm going to do this for the rest of the show time. That means you have to smell the cup. It's okay. Let's see what the magic eight ball says. Outlook not so good. <laughs> 
speaking of other bikes to buy, I uh, I got to ride uh, Friend's FZ6R while I was down in Durango. Did you ride it for the loop? Or? I rode it for the whole loop. Oh, okay. What you hundred and a lot miles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, thanks, Anne, by the way, for doing that. You know, it was a really fun bike. The thing that actually surprised me the most about it, I haven't really ridden a sport bike for any length of time before. Mm-hmm. Um, my back didn't bother me at all, which was an extremely unique experience for me on a motorcycle. What was the posture like on that bike? It's a slight forward lean to it, not like a monkey humping a football. Was it like the Viffer? Vaguely Viffer-like, yes, I okay. would say, along in, in that kind of vein, you okay. know, that that ride all day sport bike kind okay. of design. Okay, it was intriguing. The FC6R was a little bit uh, light on power. I found uh, some of that was the fact that they've they've detuned it so that it's got more power in the lower half, and you lose a lot of the upper end on it. Yeah, Un- unfortunately, it didn't ever have anything at all in the low end in its other incarnations, and so now it's passable in the low end and not super strong in the upper end mm. there were definitely a couple cases where i was going up a hill and trying to pass and i was like okay go and it was like you're fat <laughs> lose some weight <laughs> ready set go no stop eating donuts <laughs> why are you eating right now <laughs> yeah i mean if you go go faster yeah, I, you know, it was loads of fun, though. I mean, the handling on it was great. It sticks to the road way better than the Strom does. Yeah. Um, Strom being a bit wallowy at the best of times. Um, and it is a lot better in performing than the Ural is. Well, I, <laughs> that doesn't take much, in all honesty. So that was, that was an intriguing ride. Brakes were pretty standard sport bike brakes. Not mind-blowing, not bad. Handling was real good. Posture was shockingly good. The stock seat is a steaming piece of shit. What was uh, on it? Was it the stock seat? Or it was it? the stock seat. Okay. All one half inch of it. Well, she opted for the special. She opted for the extra special two by four edition. She's petite. Yeah. So I, I actually moved it. The seat is adjustable. It has two positions up and down. It's about an inch different. Okay. In either case, the actual seat itself, pan itself, has you know the thinnest layer of vinyl over what I can only assume is a two by four beneath. <laughs> That's been sharpened. Yes, especially around the edges. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and oh my God, does it buzz? My uh, feet and hands were all tingly. Oh well, mm, yeah. that's all right. That's you know, welcome to little four cylinder. How's the wind? You know, the wind was shockingly good. There was definitely some wind on me, so I get blown around some. But it was real clean. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of like the um, of Speed Triple with that little fly screen. <laughs> In general, it's a really great little bike. I could totally see why someone would turn it into a little sport tour. I mean, I put all of. Boy, I must have put a whole four gallons of gas into it for the whole loop. <laughs> so, you know. If you had it been so fat, maybe it would have just been three. Yes, that's a distinct possibility. <laughs> and naturally, I was, uh, you know, Charlie and I were leading the pack and we were observing all posted limits. Of course. Yep. Always riding at the posted limit. I didn't say that. I said we observed them. <laughs> Todd, we're a show. We have to promote. I'm observing the speed limit. There it is. <laughs> There it is again. <laughs> How many people were on the on the ride? Boy, this year was a smallish year. I think there were about uh, I want to say sixteen bikes, give or take. Okay. Yeah, so down quite a bit from previous years. Um, Did you guys stay as one group or break up? Varied depending on where we were. Any first timers? We had a couple first timers. Uh, Steph actually rode this year. She brought her Ninja Six Fifty instead of reverses. 
Okay. So she wrote it this year. Okay. Had fun with that. She wrote the whole loop. In fact, we all wrote the whole loop except for uh, Jeff and Ann, okay. who went back on the well, spider. They, they'd been on that loop so many times. Oh, yeah. Well, and I'd been on it so many times, but I hadn't done the backside, and I was kind of feeling my oats. So I was like, all right, let's, let's give it a whirl. Mm-hmm. You know, I was curious to see how I did, you know, because I was feeling so good on the FZ. I was curious to see how I did for the rest of it. Yeah, you're on someone else's bike, too, so yeah, you know. why not? Yeah. So I... Uh, I uh, Especially when they turn around and go the other direction and can't even see you on the bike for the rest of the day. I, actually, you know, it's funny. We got to the first pass, and it, one of those funny things happens. When you know, people are giving test rides normally, you know, you expect the person to go out, and they'll, like, ride around on it and come back and yeah. weave a little bit and tell you what you think. Try the brakes. For some, yeah, try the brakes, that kind of thing. For some reason, everybody actively encourages me to go out and flog their bike and then come back and tell them what needs to be worked on on it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, think I, I think I did this to myself a few years back. Well, when there I was started. that one time where you were, like, working on everyone's bike. Yeah, I was working on everybody's bike. Yeah. And, you know, because I'd go out and I'd come back and be like, damn, your throttle cable needs to be adjusted. How do I do that? Squeaky, squeaky. Go out. And, oh, man, your head bearings are going. Now everybody's like, Todd, get on my bike, flog the crap out of it. I want to know. So yeah, it's uh, so Anne said she said straight up, just just whale on it. Anything needing work on her bike? Uh, let me think. Not <laughs> really. The suspension could use a little bit of adjusting. Um, I think it was leaking a little bit of oil from one of the forks. Not enough yet that it really affected the handling. Mm-hmm. And it's very small compared to me. So now you rode that bike. What do you want to ride next? Ooh, you know the thing that that really did for me is I'm really I'm really tempted to ride a few of these sport tourers. You know I want to ride Claire's ST again because mm-hmm. um, he's talking about selling that. Yeah, I kind of want to ride an FZ1. Uh, see what that's like because that's one that you know a lot of the people who like Stroms tend to like those and you know mm-hmm. it's taller so it's not going to be quite as crunchy. Because I will say this, my bad leg after a day on the FZ6 was like Todd. Todd, hi. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> hi. In at night, I'm going to wrap myself around your neck and choke you. Hello, Todd. <laughs> exactly. This was your mistake. <laughs> now I will cease to bend when you stand up. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty sweet. But uh, yeah, I, I have broken your spirit, and you have broken your body. <laughs> So I really want to ride an FZ1, maybe like an FZ8. I was really impressed with just the general like quality of the ride. The, the shifting is really smooth and nice and pleasant and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm interested, you know. I'm willing to. I'm, I'm interested in bridging out a little bit because I, I really did find it shockingly comfortable. I'm kind of thinking about just getting a straight up sport bike. Yeah, like a speed triple or. Yeah, that was the other thing I was thinking of. Is you know, I was trying to think of bikes. What are some sporty bikes that I felt really comfortable on in the past? Mm-hmm. And if I'm looking at an FZ1 at 155 horsepower, um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I've got $300, Ma. Hi. <laughs> Hopefully, my wife isn't listening. <laughs> Speed Triple is one of the bikes on the no list. <laughs> but you know, I mean, a Speed Triple with a nice fly screen and some hard <laughs> You know, I mean, if I'm looking at the FC1 anyway, right? Yeah. Would you want to, to deck it out for touring if you got one? I think I'd at least want some hard bag. I mean, you wouldn't. I mean, are you thinking like you would replace the Strom with this bike? Uh, you know, that was one of the things I was thinking about, and I think what I would do, in all honesty, is I would probably sell the Ural, hack the Strom, buy something else. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, the the the, the Strom's paid for. Yeah. Which makes it ideal for hacking. Yeah. Also, I'm a cheap bastard, and you know, older FC ones. There's old FC ones with you know thirty, forty thousand miles on them. People are selling for a few grand. 
I, I know a Buell STT that's going for a few grand. A grand means a thousand, Jeff. It's a nice bike. <laughs> I am not a good example. Uh huh. You've known me how long? I am not a good example on anything. Okay, you've got me there. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I'm interested. The FC8 is also supposed to be just an absolute honey of a bike. You can't get particularly used ones, of course, on the cheap, but I'm interested now. There's a little part of me now that's like, hmm. Well, neat. Well, while you were busy, mm-hmm. we had a visitor. <gasps> Did we? Yes. We had a listener stop in. His name's uh, Thomas, mm-hmm. and he was in the middle of a month-long road trip. Thomas, where did that name from? There's a bunch of listeners named Thomas. Yeah. This particular Thomas, though, sounds familiar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He sent us a little ad way back in the day. Uh-huh. You might remember it. Uh, not stolen. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. He was the one who started the not stolen. Oh, it's all his fault, folks. Yep, yep. Blame so, him. And he's from Tennessee. So, mm-hmm. you know. We're back. Somehow we found our way back to Tennessee. <laughs> Again. So, what, you know, that $500 thing. I think he was the one that sent me that, actually. Bargains. It's, it seems legit. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> he was uh, on his uh, Ducati Multistrada. Mm-hmm. Cruising oh. around. Cruising around. Sent, dropped us an email, said, hey, I'm going to be passing through Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. And you posted a picture of him up on our site there. Yep. So, I've got a couple more pictures I'll post with the show notes. Oh, fun. And then, you know, we got him a butler map. Started pointing out rides for him to do in Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he bought me dinner. Because that's what listeners do when they come into town is they buy me food. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really a bad arrangement. Yeah, no. I'm... Was it tacos? No, it was Japanese food. Ooh, wow, fancy. Yeah. Japanese tacos? No, it was noodles. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's the second listener to stop by and buy me food. What a deal. This is a good racket. At this rate. <laughs> <laughs> Screw your tacos. You'll get some f- food sometimes. <laughs> You'll eat at least twice a year. He shot us an email after he was done. Hey guys, had an awesome ride yesterday. I did Alpine Loop, which was really crowded. That is how it is. Went over Wolf Creek Gap. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. And came back over it and took Soapstone to Bald Mountain. Both were great. I then did Big Mountain Pass. It was my favorite of the day. The bike really hooked up well there. I dusted some ex-racers on their track bikes, but never above the posted limit. Good man. I went to Monte Cristo, which was nice. Wound up in Wyoming last night with wild horses a few yards from me on a beach. I'm assuming that's probably Bear Lake. Probably. That or he got really lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a desert, FYI. Now I'm in the Tetons. Thanks for pointing me towards some great roads. They were the most fun I have ridden so far on the trip. Awesome. Yeah. And it was cool meeting him. That dude, it was pretty funny. I rolled up to the Ducati dealership because that's where i met him mm-hmm. and he's out there he's all grizzled with his beard poking mm-hmm. yeah. hair in random places yeah the ducati management was looking at us suspiciously <laughs> and there was a really hot girl there uh-huh. on a ducati bike she just came rolling in rolling in i think it was a monster mm-hmm. and then she rolled off out of my life forever hmm I, th- I think i need a ducati there was an attractive middle-aged woman on a monster at the uh, potato ranch rally I think I need a Ducati. She's already dating a pilot, though. That's okay. There's the one here in Salt Lake. I think I need a Ducati. Yeah, you still got all your hair. But it's grain. Okay, all right. I guess we could, yeah, we could probably make... Maybe maybe you can get the special I'm dispensation. I'm in my 40s. Mm-hmm. I'm grain. Mm-hmm. I'm a divorcee. Okay, yeah. I have a career. Mm-hmm, yeah. I wear Bermuda shorts. Okay, you know, you, you might have enough points to be over the Ducati buying line now. 
Yes. Okay. All right. Have you ever worn a baseball hat with the name of a high-end motorcycle brand on done it? Sure. BMW. Okay. You could probably buy one. Yeah. <laughs> get out there, Chuck. The world is your oyster. Maybe they'll talk to me. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I figured I'd go with you and then, you know. No. I'll, I'll ride the bike and tell you how it is and then you'll point to it and they'll be like, okay, you're ready to buy? And I'll be like, yes, talk to my personal assistant. <laughs> My name is Chuck. <laughs> Sad but true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, we've got like real news to talk about. Real news. Real news. Yeah. I mean, usually that's the paces thing, but mm-hmm. you know, let's mm-hmm. talk about it. Heck, they might even already talked about this. I don't know. Uh, so Craig Vetter, you know, mm-hmm. we talked to. He uh, put us on his mailing list. Yep. And you know, one of the things I think I remember we talked about this after the interview is he was talking about these aerodynamic shapes. And he's really into it, mm-hmm. but. All his work had been on gasoline gasoline engines. engines. Yeah. And we were like, well, what about the electric bikes? Here's the electric bikes. Ah. He's talking about this uh, lone rider, a guy named Terry Hirschner, went coast to coast on an electric Zero 51100 that had been vettered out. It mm. looks, looks kind of like an egg. Like a fish. Like a fishy egg. Like a fishy. Took him um, five and three, almost six days. And he just went from charging station to charging station with this bike. He's cruising. Yeah. That's cool. And I guess you have to really know where the charging stations are, but... You would hope. <laughs> There's an app for that. Guys! <laughs> guys! Do you have a charging station here? Oh, well. If you got to break down, at least break down near a bunch of mariachis. So, you know, there you go, Roland. The inevitable day of the uh, bike... The mm-hmm. electric bike revolution is coming. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw one of their dual sport. Like Zero brought one of their the dual, dual sports. The dual sports look mighty tasty. You know, it's weird. I took video of it because mm-hmm. I was right next to it. Sure. And, you know, you you say, oh, this bike doesn't make any sound. Mm-hmm. But you don't understand what that means until you're standing next to one and it just goes while you're <laughs> talking to the guy on the bike. <laughs> Not even, it's just, he's like, oh, yeah, dip, 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 and he just starts pulling away, still talking. <laughs> You're like, but yeah. then every time he came around the loop, to, he would talk to us as he passed. Bizarre. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> Bike was dead silent. It's just weird to see a motorcycle do that. Yeah, nothing but the sound of like tires on the surface. Yeah, and it was just it was kind of like that idea of just like instant go. Mm-hmm. Well, the cool thing about electric motors, they make full power everywhere in their range. Yes, you know, which is which is, that's a big deal. Yes, it was it was pretty cool to see it out there. Um, Doesn't matter where you are, you're like go, and it's like got it. Watched uh, Jim Hyde took one, took it out, and mm-hmm. you know, rolled it around, came back, and he was like, oh wow, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. The the guy who brought his, uh, it was an older older bike. Mm-hmm. The range was okay. I think he was saying about a hundred miles. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, I guess for a commuter. It's totally suitable for a commuter for something that you took on a trailer and just fired around on in the desert. Yeah. Could be great. He uses it as a commuter. Okay. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> just the idea of there's no noise. You say it, but you don't really absorb that until you're there. No, I'm, I'm, I'm having problem even really internalizing that notion. Like, I'm imagining it would do something. Something. But it yeah. doesn't do anything. <laughs> in fact, I'm not sure. I don't know how the bike works, how he works anything Mm -hmm. but he would literally come up stop talk to us for a few minutes and then keep going again Mm -hmm. i don't know if he turned the bike off 
Or if he... Well, it, it, that doesn't mean the same thing in terms of an electric bike. That's okay. the thing. Off means no throttle response. Throttle off means, like, bike off. So, but it would still be... It looked like there was still power going to his... Lights and things, sure. Yeah. But keep in mind, the, the engine is no longer a separate entity. Yeah. It, it's just a... Well, rather, it's, it's not an engine, it's a motor. Yeah, yeah. So all it's doing is waiting for someone to put some power into it. Your throttle twist tells it, how much juice do I give this thing? You it's know, it's so. weird to see it that in action. I can imagine. You know, when you're so used to a motorcycle, mm-hmm. you know, with a gas engine, to see the way this thing works, you could sit there and have a conversation while you're walking along and the bike's running. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah, I imagine it's a bit like uh, a Prius. I, w- I took a ride in one of the original Priuses for a test drive, mm-hmm. and we're pulling up to a light, and the guy says, okay, don't freak out. The car's going to turn off. I was like, what do you mean it's going to blue? <laughs> Silence. I'm like, do I need to do I need to start it back up? To go? He's like, no, no, don't do anything. Yeah, we took one for a test drive, and we didn't know it was ready to go. From we were just yeah, like, we get in, turn it on. Okay, like, so you know now what? What happens? <laughs> just push the gas. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how this electric bike is. It's yeah, amazing. Cool. Well, hopefully we'll we'll see it come into its own. I saw one on the freeway today. Oh, did you? Yes. It cool. Was a zero. I don't know what model. I think it looked kind of dual sporty-ish. Mm-hmm. Could be one of those. I know there's a, a zero dealer down south hmm. in Provo. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. We should go test ride. Yeah, I wonder if they'd let us. Well, know. you. <laughs> we could tell them we're the wheel nerds. We're with the podcast. We're I'll very t- fancy. I'll just leave my helmet on. Excuse me. We're terribly fancy. We're from a podcast. I'll be like the Stig from Top Gear. Just, we are here from the internet. Just leave my helmet on with the dark visor down. Mm-hmm. Not talk. Mm-hmm. Sounds solid. What about that guy? Yeah, yeah, don't worry about him. Don't worry about him. It's just a stick. <laughs> He's good like that. So we got an email from a listener. Uh, from Jeff, actually. Jeff writes us... <clears throat> oh, Jeff from the Moto Tours, yeah. Mm-hmm. He writes us, Great coverage of the Overland Expo. It sounds like there were some very interesting speakers there with great stories to tell. But this raises a question. How much is too much? He goes on, Before my buddy and I rode up into Quebec to ride the James Bay Road to Radisson, I read at least three blog websites written by riders who had already been there. My intent was to get a general idea of what to expect and to take note of things we shouldn't miss while we were up there. Like hookers. Yeah, my cookers. The stories were detailed and entertaining, but very similar. From those online stories, I did learn how the gas station works in the James Bay Road, the only fuel stop around, and that we should make time for the tour of the hydro company's hydroelectric dams there. I also read about a 25-mile gravel road that leads to Long Point and a great view of James Bay itself. I thought the research was worthwhile. And we did the trip last September according to plan. What I didn't expect was the deja vu feeling the whole time. We enjoyed ourselves and felt the trip was worth the effort, but I felt like we had the same exact experience I'd read about three times already. In my effort to fully research the area, I'd left nothing to discover by going there. It seems we all like hearing and reading about other writers' adventures, but I'm wondering when it gets to be too much information. Most of the books and TV shows seem to be marketed more for folks who wish they could go on such adventures, but need to live them vicariously through others until that once-or-twice-in-a-lifetime opportunity comes. I don't know how much these true motorcycle adventurers actually read and listen to others' adventures, or if they just go out and do it. I mean, is it an adventure if someone gives you a step-by-step walkthrough before you go? To the truly adventurous research every bit of anecdotal information that is available. I'd hate to take a once-in-a-lifetime ride to Costa Rica, only be reliving Neil Bailey's show. Where's the happy medium between pertinent research for a trip and overexposure prior to departure? Do you like to read all you can, or just check the map and go? Personally, I'm going to keep future research limited to facts, road conditions, landmarks, availability of services, hookers, etc. I think I'll avoid detailed trip reports and impressions of places I want to experience myself. 
interesting. It's a pretty heavy topic. It is a heavy topic, because he's right. I mean, where do you want to go? I want to go to South America. Yep. Here is a stack of books and a thousand reports and, you know... Videos. And mm-hmm. On and on and on. There's people... There's people who are selling books and videos that are saying, if you want to go, you have to watch my thing or you'll be eaten by South American bear equivalents. Bears! El bear! Bears! El barrel! El barrel! <laughs> you must look out for the dangerous El barrel, senor. Bum, 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 bum. Did you bring a shakano? Dun, 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 dun. It takes bulletos. Bum, bum, bum. Don't forget the tacos. Bum, 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 bum. We're so getting angry literos. <laughs> Los libres. Dos tacos. <laughs> Donde esta la baño? <laughs> it's, it's over there. Oh, thanks. Yeah. You know, I, I've been turning this around in my head. Mm, me too. Um, the first thing that springs to mind for me is, in this case, he asked, you know, did I overdo it? Yeah, you totally overdid it. I mean, obviously you overdid it. You thought you overdid it. Yeah, that, that's a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Todd, way to talk to the listener. If even someone as dumb as you thinks you overdid it, then you probably overdid it. Comma, stupid. Comma, asshole. Nice job. Thank you. Way to relate. I'm I'm here to help. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, if you you read three ride reports of what is fundamentally like a road um, with no other options to go on, which I'm assuming this is. It sounds like it's the northern Canada, you know. Yeah. Which road are you on? That I don't one. think you understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you read all the stuff, then yeah, that's definitely overkill. Now, I guess the flip side of that, though, is, you know, if you go in completely blind, you could miss stuff. Yeah, you end up with no gas in the middle of James Bay Road, surrounded by bears. Well, quite apart even from that one. You know, I guess there's the part of me that's like, boy, if I'm going here, I don't want to miss things. Yeah. From the way it sounds, you know, reading their email, just everything worked. They didn't have a problem. Yeah, they didn't have a problem, but it sounds like they also didn't, you know... If they had had problems, then, you know, the adventure would be different. Mm -hmm. Good point. But, yeah, I mean... Well, I'm trying to think about how I plan things. I feel like sometimes I have adventures and other times it's boring. Uh, It's kind of a mix. I was thinking back to when I did the Overland Experience ride. Mm -hmm. The first day, I just followed the GPS arrow. Mm -hmm. Coming back, I turned that off. Yeah. And I just used it. Farted around. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. For me, I've never used a GPS on a bike. I I had a mount, and I actually gave it to you. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Still attached probably to the Buell's handlebars. No! Has it moved to the Versus? Yeah, it's down there. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, that's how much I like the GPS on my bars. I'm also a big fan of the map because, frankly, the map doesn't show a lot of crap. Yeah. I'm interested in where the broad strokes are, and I'm thinking about how I plan, and it's that way. I'm interested where the broads are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, ladies. That's Butler Maps' private collection. <laughs> I do like the Butler Maps. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, to, to me, I, I and I'm thinking about how I plan. I'm thinking about how I give people directions. You know, because we did get the uh, the email from Thomas asking about stuff to look at. And I just rattle off a bunch of places and, like, the general vicinity of where they were. Mm-hmm. And that was it. I was like, oh, these are all good places to see. It's not like you go here, 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 here's an itinerary, here's a route. It's like, right. here's a bunch of crap. Um, these are all good craps. You know, chain three of them together and you'll be a happy guy. Yeah, that's, I mean, we, we got the, the Butler map. We opened it up and I was just like... You know, I can vouch for all these areas that they're, they're talking, they're saying they're good. Yeah. 
and you know because Butler did a good job with that. They mm-hmm. they picked out the, the rides we like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I well, I'm thinking of some of the best experiences you have is when you go somewhere. Maybe maybe some of it is they weren't willing to change their plans. Yeah. That might be actually the problem behind it. Here's what I'm thinking: take our Gray's River trip. Yeah. Did it go to plan? No. Not so much. <laughs> Parts of it did. I mean, we made it to Gray's we, River. We lived. As we, we, we camped and closed our asses off. There were cows. There were cows. Yeah. Uh, but, cows. you know, I mean, we got going down and we were willing to change our plans because the ranger lady was like, yeah, you know those plans of yours? There's no road. They're shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so she's like, uh, go that way. Yeah. We're like, cool. That sounds grand. Well, we'll go that way. So if you're if you're heading to a, a spot where there's like limited options, mm-hmm. unless you're willing to just go tearing through single track or bush or whatever, mm-hmm. do you want to research less? I'm thinking stay away from ride reports. I'm thinking that's one of the things. Yeah, because people mean, partly because some people write really shitty ride reports. Not yeah. On one end, people write shitty ride reports. On the other end, some people really go all out on their ride reports with pictures and yeah. vlogs. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe read a couple. Mm-hmm. But you know, like reading three of them. Yeah, that might be too much. What do you suppose he was thinking about when he was riding? That's the other thing that I keep that keeps popping into my head. When he's right, was he thinking about? Oh, okay, and then this will come up, and then this this will happen, and I need to I need to I need to be turning at this thing, or I'll miss blah. I'm, I don't even, I don't think it would be that extreme. I think he was mm-hmm. just probably like, oh, I I remember this from Ryder's mm-hmm. aid report, or that picture reminds me of that right there. This is where that guy took that picture. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, and I guess the thing that keeps occurring to me is you know even going places I've been before. Part of it is once I'm there, I just kind of want to be there. Yeah, I I rather. I wonder if that's the missing piece of the puzzle. The whole farting around thing, yeah, is so much better. Oh yeah, if you can do it. I'm mean, gonna think of San Rafael Swell. Yeah, we're like, hey, let's go look in there. And there's we a didn't dead even end know shit. what roads there were. No, no, we were kind of like we know we know vaguely there's supposed to be one that goes down. And we need to go. Could be there's south. some signs. <laughs> bears <laughs> and desert bears, <laughs> sand bears. Yeah. They're dangerous. Oh yeah, they pop up out of their bear holes. And- Drag you down with like tarantulas. Oh, oh God, now I'm gonna have nightmares about sand bears. Sand tarantula bears. Mmm, barantulas. Barantulas. Sand mm. barantulas. Ooh, yucky. Oh God, I can feel them crawling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking a couple things are going there. Is that the the obsessive planning might be part of it? Yeah, and you know, people want to obsessive plan because that's how you're you're like. Pre-living the trip, yeah, then that's true. That is part of it. The the, the obsessive planning is part of the fun. You're like going you're like, inch by inch on that map. Oh like, I can't wait. I actually have to tell you, I've never gone inch by inch on a map. I have. Yeah, I, I've I've done the Google Map like zoom down satellite view like. Boop, 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 oh wow! Yeah, because it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, it, it's fun. It's fun. I, I, I like to do it after the fact, actually, is my favorite thing. After? Yeah. After the fact, I love getting down to details of the Google map and being looking at it. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember this bit. I like to take the track that's been plotted by the GPS and mm-hmm. slam it into Google Maps after mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, mm-hmm. look at me go around in circles. Woo! Woo! I'm not where I'm going! This is where I fell down. Hey, Todd, can you come get me? <laughs> yeah, where are you? Don't know. Uh, Here's some coordinates. 41.362. <laughs> it worked. It did. But I will say that the other adventure writers, 
the mm-hmm. ones that I consider to be credible mm-hmm. versus Mr. Adventure. Mm-hmm. Mr. Adventure says yes. He says you need $4,000 worth of extras. We'll talk about that. Mr. Adventure. They seem like they were pretty open to, to at least hearing somebody else's story. Mm-hmm. At least one. Mm-hmm. Everyone I talked to could at least name one person that they felt really inspired by and who they, they mm-hmm. followed in that mold. Mm-hmm. You know, like Lois mentioned Chris Scott. Mm-hmm. Maybe one person who isn't might have been Austin Vince. When his group did the uh, Mondo Enduro, they weren't Could be. They might have been following Ted Simon. Yeah, right. Exactly. But And then they they didn't make it yeah. through a lot of parts of their trip. They mm-hmm. had to come back again and do it. But <laughs> To me, it's important to have to know what your options are. But, I mean, that's about as far as I'd want to go. Yeah. And frankly, I want to be. I, I I like a trip where I can change my mind. I don't like planning as much now as I did maybe a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I guess the, 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 the big question I'm wrestling with, and maybe you're wrestling with, mm-hmm. is where do you draw the line? Where I think do you you're say right. Too much, especially nowadays. Everyone writes their ride report lector. They want to get published. They yeah. want to get marketed. Yeah, like a like a how to book almost every yeah. time. Yeah. So the, the ride reports, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't go for three, mm. and maybe not even a blog. The problem isn't that you read stuff. The problem is that you planned your trip exactly around what you read. Yeah. Something in general, like the Adventure Motorcycle Handbook, which is pretty general, split into regions with mm-hmm. general information about the regions. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's a lot of preparation right there. Mm-hmm. And it's it's all very general information. You don't, you wouldn't feel spoilers. Mm-hmm. If you're at the point where you're planning and you know where you're going to be every single night, I mean, unless it's a one-day trip, yeah. then, you know, you might be overdoing it. Yeah. Step-by-step step is definitely... Step-by-step step is not the way to do it. Yeah. Plan for the next one. Limit to facts about the road and conditions. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good way to start. Yeah, they're preparing yourself, and there's over planning. Yeah, it smells, frankly, like you overplanned, and that's that's the big thing I can see is the the translating other people's experiences into your plan. Yeah, and yes, if you do that, then you are going to have the same experience. You know, a lot of that could just be the anticipation of doing the trip. Yeah, you're doing it because you're excited. Yeah, so you just keep looking at details and stuff, or at least I do. Yeah, you just get drunk. Uh, yeah, I generally shotgun a beer and rub one out. <laughs> That's how I prepare for a lot of things. Job interviews. I hope rides. that answers the question. <laughs> Moving on. Shotgun a beer. Got one out. Shut up. <laughs> we got some feedback to episode 83. It involves shotgunning beer. No. <laughs> God. Andrew Payne wrote us uh, some stuff on our Facebook. Mm-hmm. A few comments. Mm-hmm. I have listened... To soon I will be invincible a few times. I don't know what that means. Soon I will be invincible is a book. Oh, okay. I'm Doctor Impossible. I'm Doctor Impossible all the time. Okay. Pretty decent. Have you read Soon I Will Be Invincible? I listened to it actually on our way home from Gray's River. Is it good? Very good. Okay. Uh, pretty decent. Of course, I wanted to taser Chuck. Who wouldn't? Yeah. And I would totally share an interview with Mr. Adventure. You can go to Alaska for $4,000, including the bike. Mr. Adventure says no. $4,000 of modifications and compensating for something. Lameness. <laughs> Mr. Adventure. And, oh yeah, he talks about the uh, Gold Zero solar panel stuff. Mm. He used a 13.5 solar panel on his America's trip. Mr. Adventure uses a 15. It will run a 100-watt inverter in his campsite. Mr. Adventure will only deal with 130. And completely recharge his netbook in about half a day. 
Mr. Adventure does it in a quarter day. At the expo, he got the Nomad 7, which will charge a Guide 10 power pack in two to three hours. Nine. And Fourteen. Charge my phone twice. So the technology... Three times. The technology has improved considerably. Especially for Mr. Adventure. <laughs> Wait a minute. The guy in the Cycle Gear catalog. Mr. Adventure! Sorry, it just occurred to me. I was like, wow. I wonder if that's Mr. Adventure. Wait a minute. Mr. Adventure wouldn't buy built gear. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. Built gear costs very little. But he could subsidize his BMW Motorrad gear by modeling in the built catalog. Mm, now that's a thought. So the tech's improved considerably. That's good to hear. I mean, solar panels I've had in the past have been very disappointing. Yeah. Well, in the next trip out, I'll bring my, and we'll see how it works out. Play with it. I've been pretty happy with it so far. Cool. Just on the, the overland trip. Craig wrote to us, and Charlie actually uh, harangued me about this at the rally. Oh, okay. Which is particularly funny, considering Charlie is still in Durango right now. <laughs> because his really fancy KTM yep. crapped out on him. Gee, that never happens. Not with KTMs, folks. I got to see Charlie push start many, many times. <laughs> anyway, Craig writes, I think you guys missed the point of the Bolo lights. They what? Acti- Impossible. No! They activate during any unintended deceleration. Yeah, we got that. Like laying off the throttle, downshifting, etc., farting really loud, anytime your bike slows down with or without the brakes. Yeah, we, we get it. I find it one of those, why hasn't anyone thought of this before ideas, and I'm wondering why bike manufacturers don't include accelerometers in their electronics packages as standard equipment. Not affiliated with the project at all, by the way. Lies! Now, I have to say, in fairness, Billy's would love accelerometers for forward. Yeah. They'd want the lights flashing when they took off. Yeah. <laughs> Could you mount the Volo lights backwards? <laughs> Cross some wires. I'm really excited! No, I just, no, it's a license plate thing. You just turn it around. <laughs> so they did fund it. Mm-hmm. They're about $3,000 cool. over target with 10 hours left to go. Mm-hmm. Notionally, they seem okay. I'm just not that excited by them. I would be more inclined to like the package if I could just if it just wired into my existing setup. Mm-hmm. Instead of having specific lights just on the license plate frame. Yeah. Yeah, that would that would be... Just like a regular you know, modulator or something? There's a few problems I can see with it, I will point out, though. Going downhill. Okay. I, I mean, who knows? It, it could be that it takes a lot. Uh, I don't know. I, I, like you, I'm just not really sold. Yeah, it's just not doing it for me. No. No, it doesn't excite me. No, we understand what it does. It just fails to excite us. I guess cool. it excites Craig. If you're in a situation where you need to be uh, flashing lights and you're decelerating, maybe you should just be using your brakes or flashing them. I'm just saying. Brake modulator. Or uh, tapping the pedal a couple times. Yeah. Dropping your pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always a good one. Yeah. Nothing like mooning people to let them know you're stopping. <laughs> I'm stopping! <laughs> it's what Todd does. Oh my God! Bigfoot is on a bike. Unintentionally, because his just his pants are falling. They're apart. falling right off. Yep. Uh, let's see. We got some more emails. Mm. Fred writes, mockery, sarcasm, irreverence, irreverence. Who could ask for anything more from a motorcycle podcast? I could ask for money. Mm, tacos. I'm a larger guy of girth myself, tooling around on a ZRX 1100, a faster red one. Just starting to look at doing longer trips. Perhaps I'll correspond from the road when that happens. Uh, you should probably park the bike first. What? Well, we don't have texting while he's riding. Oh, right, yeah. Hey, guys, I'm riding down the highway and... Blah, 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 blah. Siri, send text to the wheel nerds. <laughs> 
EJ passed on a site for us to check out. Facebook.com, Motorcycle, Miles by Motorcycle. We'll mm-hmm. throw that link up in the show notes. Yep. Nick writes, hey guys, Nick here again. Hi, Nick. Do you remember Nick? Yes. Nick? Yes. Nick who? We know Nick. He wrote to us before. Did he buy any stickers? I don't think so. Then I don't know him. <laughs> We're leaving for this cross-country trip this Thursday. I really appreciate the advice you gave me regarding my wife's back. Oh, now I remember Nick. We actually followed a lot of it. She got her epidural last Friday, and I managed to find a Corbin seat that I could actually afford. Okay. So now she has a comfy seat with a backrest, lower passenger pegs, and a nice back brace. We decided to take some spare bundies so that if she gets loopy on the trip, I can trap her to the bike. All in all, we're super excited. If anybody wow, wow. wants to follow along with us, we started a Tumblr blog. We'll, we'll post a link. Yep. And there's a thread on ADV Rider. A ride report. Make sure you ride this, read this one and five others when you go on our <laughs> trip so that you don't miss anything and don't go places we didn't. My wife has downloaded several of your shows to her phone and is planning to listen to them on the trip. I guess she's a glutton for punishment. Sticky tongue outy face. Yep. And lastly, Byron writes, Hey, fellas. Just wanted to let you know that me and my little crew completed a nine-day, 3,200-plus mile trip around the Great Lakes last week. No way, I had posted something on a Facebook page about whether or not I should pack rain gear or not, or just trust the waterproof gear. Around the Great Lakes, trust nothing waterproof. I, I remember that one. Roughly Albany, New York, west to Duluth, then up and over Lake Superior and back. I have been to Duluth. That's, uh, that's all that way. Yes, yes, to the east of here, Chuck. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. That's four guys, an epidemiologist, him, a lawyer, a retired lawyer, and a retired engineer all riding BMWs. What could possibly go wrong? I wonder how many ride reports they read to get ready for this trip. I don't know. I wonder if the epidemiologist got any new interesting diseases in Canada. This is the second such one we did. Last year we went from Albany to Houston and back in, rough, in the same rough nine days. Anywho, I'm not sure if you guys are hard up for guests or not, or if you'd want to talk about trips like this. We learn a lot on each trip, and I have a few decent stories to tell. We can badmouth Aristich after a disappointing visit there, mm. as well as the Ride Lake Superior folks who took us on 15 unexpected miles of dirt, sand, and gravel. Okay. The GSs didn't mind, but the other two bikes are now GS certified. Ah, I'm imagining an RT going down the road going, Oh God, oh God, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> like a GTO and he's just hitting the back button over and over <laughs> help me BMW help me send the helicopter <laughs> send schnitzel <laughs> menu menu <laughs> why is there nothing in here for sand <laughs> deep sand hover where is the hover autopilot <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we could uh, hook something up and have them on. Oh, sounds like it could be fun. I really want to do a long trip this year sometime. Mm-hmm. Alaska is totally out, but not going to happen. I think you should do Jasper. Okay. Icefields Parkway. I've already been told I can't take a month off. Mm-hmm. So. You could probably do that in two or three weeks. Yeah, that would be kind of cool if I can swing it. Mm-hmm. What do have you learned, summer? Todd? I've learned that before I go home, I need to read three or four ride reports about how to get there. <laughs> what have you learned, Chuck? I've got a vlog you can... Look up. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I've learned Nick's wife likes it when I go bow chicka bow wow. How could she not? And that's all we got time for this week. Until next week, I'm Todd. And I am Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next week.
If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.